Hey, Geektitude listeners. I love gaming just as much as Joe loves gaming, and we love to talk about World of Warcraft and talk with people about it. So listen to Frazzlecast, a weekly podcast where we talk with people from around Azeroth and beyond. Find us at gnomepodcast.com or in your favorite podcast players. Just for spelling the name, it's F-R-A-Z-L-C-A-S-T. I should have thought better for naming that. Hello, friends. This is Troidal Power inviting you to join me over on Twitch most weeknights sometime after dinner. Video games have always been a social hobby for me, with friends and family crammed together on a couch chatting away while someone holds the controller. And thanks to the power of the internet, I've got my own virtual couch over on Twitch where you can kick back and goof off while I play games. Find me on Twitch by searching Troidal Power, that's T-R-O-Y-T-L-E Power, to snag a spot on the couch. Hey geeks, this is Capsule J. I'm a streamer on the Geek2Geek Media Network. If you like discovering new games and chatting with cool nerdy folks, be sure to check out my channel on Twitch. You can find it at twitch.tv slash capsulej. That's C-A-P-S-U-L-E-J-A-Y. I stream a blend of indies, retro games, and RPGs most Tuesday nights from 8pm to 11pm Eastern, and occasionally on Thursdays and weekends. Hope to see you then! My name is Joe Hogan. Many of you might remember me as Epic Grays in various video <laughs> games and social media. Welcome to episode 140 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. I am currently joined today by my wonderful friend and co-host, Ray Vargas. Hey, Ray. <laughs> it's hey, been a Joe. while. We're back. <laughs> we're oh. back you should have just said episode 165 if you would go wait what <laughs> where are all these episodes <laughs> well as as it is i think this one's going out this is one episode 140 i think it's going out before 139 because i still haven't gotten to editing 139 yet but i feel like captain marvel is a little bit more um pressing oh, yeah, that yeah. yeah so we, we don't want to wait too much longer to get this one out i'm gonna try and get it out this week but um <laughs> how have you been ray but oh, what, people don't, what people should know right off the bat is that but besides like messages on facebook ray and i have not talked to each other in like two months <laughs> yeah yeah this could easily be a three to four hour podcast episode which we can't do thankfully but uh, easily, easily. Yeah. We're, um, we're, we're going to do another one on Sunday to try and like <laughs> get it all out before we. Yeah. Explode. And I've, I mean, like you said, right. Like, you know, uh, Facebook messages here and there, keeping each other up on current events or, you know, stuff that we have our eyes on or whatever, but also like certain, like, you know, life developments. And so I know that you are injured um, but I haven't gotten the full story. I don't know the full extent 
uh, to, you know, like kind of how you're affected and what's going on. And, and knowing that you, you know, we both have super busy lives and, and all the stuff that we kind of juggle, those kinds of injuries are just like, you know, it's just fuel to the fire. Like, I don't know what else <laughs> you could possibly take on or how else you could possibly like hamper yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Literally one hand tied <laughs> behind your back. Now you get to yeah, do all seriously. <laughs> So, all right, let me, let me get through the epic. So, <laughs> so on Valentine's day, for those of you who don't know, I commute about 87 miles to work every day and the two, that's two work. So it's, you know, um, about 170 miles round trip oh, and God. yeah, it's a little crazy. And so, um, in October I brought a brand new car and I, we splurged. It was previously owned, but it was a very fancy nice Mercedes Benz um, because I, my, my Mazda three was not cutting it anymore <laughs> and I needed something that would be a little bit more comfortable for my drive in if I wanted to keep my sanity. So we bought this for me. We saved up money. We got it from a couple other places and, and we got this cause this is, this is an investment. I spend 20, 20 hours a week in my car. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to splurge. I don't, I don't, I'm not a car guy. So my my husband did the research because he likes that kind of stuff. And he's like, this is the car you're going to want. And Ray, I fell instantly in love with this car. Oh, <laughs> like it was just man. everything I ever wanted. Yeah. So that's October. Um, on Valentine's Day, I am commuting in. And about a half an hour away from home, um, you know, the, the, the steering on my car had not been wonderful all week and the rains have been pretty rough out here. So I was already kind of nervous because the car was not handling the way it should. We thought maybe it was like the tire treads in the back. Um, and I had planned on, I had Friday off cause it was president's day weekend. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll get the tires changed on Friday. But meanwhile, I got to get to school on, on Thursday and um, about a half an hour away from, from home. I hit a, a, slide of water and basically spun out and hit the center divider um, in my oh my god relatively brand new car <laughs> oh my god how fast were you going well I was going relatively slow the the speed limit there is about 70 and I was going about 60 because I was uh. like this is not and that's the thing I was like both hands on the wheel like the cruise control wasn't on because this this car drives me back and forth to work I put the adaptive cruise control on and then I don't yeah. have to touch a puddle a pedal for the rest of the the drive and that's still um, really fast by the way six yeah. miles an hour is really fast. Yeah. Have an accident. So, I mean, thank God I didn't. I was trying very consciously trying to stay away from any other cars because I'm like, this isn't handling. I should have just pulled over. Hmm. But, you know, I've got to get to school. I don't want to be late. So, yeah, yeah. no, I spun right out into the center divider. Oh um, and the airbag threw my, my left hand into the window. And so I later found out I fractured my second metacarpal for those of you who like anatomy. How long um, did it take? Cause I mean, I'm sure in the moment you're just like kind of in shock and what's going on and the adrenaline hits. How long did it take for your hand to hurt? Um, pretty quickly after Ooh, pretty quickly that, after that means it was really painful. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really painful. Um, my car did its job <laughs> because that was the only injury, like no back problems, not even whiplash. 
Um, wow. And yeah, no, it, it, it did its job. It called 911 for me. Wow. Um, what? Yeah, it had kind of that. It's not on star, but it's whatever Mercedes Benz version of it is. And they're like, we see that your airbag has deployed. We're calling 911 and we're staying on the, the phone with you until it until they get there. That's amazing. Yeah. So everybody that I'm going to start with, everybody that day was helpful except the fire department. And I always think of the fire department as being the ones that are most helpful, but they were the first ones on the scene. And the first question they ask me is, well, they say, are you, are you all right? And I'm like, well, not really, but I, I will, be, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm alive. So we're good. Yeah. Um, so they're like, well, can you pull your car forward so we can get you out through the driver's side? And I look at him and I look at my car I just go, no, (laughs) no, it's not going to happen. Okay. Well, can you climb over into the passenger seat and we'll get you out through the passenger side? And I said, but like at this point, my hand looks like a football and I was just like, well, there's something wrong with my hand. So I'm probably going to need help. No help given. (laughs) What do you mean? No help given? No, they just kind of watched me struggle over into the passenger seat. So they, it's still they yeah. stood there. They, they stood there and watched you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then I get into the passenger seat and it's raining and I've given them my information, which was hard to pull out because of my, it's my left hand. And that's where I keep my, my um, wallet is on my, in my left pocket. So I'm like struggling to get it out of my pocket. I'm shivering cause it's raining on me. And they're like, do you have a jacket or something? And I'm like, I think I'm sitting on my sweater. Oh, Okay. <laughs> No help to get the sweater. No, it's like thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. This this policeman pops his head around, and and he was very helpful. He's like, I hate to do this, but I have to take your information. But we're gonna, I'm gonna follow you to wherever we're gonna take you, and I'll get the rest of it there. Just want to make sure you're okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. So, um, so we're sitting there, and they're asking me the questions, and the ambulance pulls up, and this is what like got me as far as the 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 fire department went and again, all respect to, for firefighters. I just, I think their biggest problem was they were worried somebody else was going to skid into us. Yeah. And so they were trying to move it along, but um, he's like, can you walk? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, let's go. And he starts walking me to the ambulance. Meanwhile, the Jeez. EMTs are like throwing the doors open and they're getting the gurney ready and they turn and they see me walking and like, literally this is word for word, word what the guy said. He's like, Oh, so we're, Oh, okay. We're, we're doing this. Uh, c- come on up. And that, that's because wow. he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't just odd to you. It was odd to professionals that do this for a living over and over again, that yeah. they were not helping you. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was very odd. But again, I think, I think they were worried about somebody else skidding. And I also think that they knew that there were going to be more accidents. Um, okay. That that's weekend, cool. the one eleven into Palm Springs washed away. Like big chunks wow. of it. Wow. Um, the road up to the tram just opened like yesterday because that washed away. They had to helicopter people out from up at the top of the tram. Yeah. Um, when we drove back from the emergency room, we had to go to Rancho Mirage, which is two cities to the east, to get Jeez. back into town because you could not get back into Palm Springs. That's how bad the rain was. Wow. So, okay. You were there. So that's probably what they were worried about. I, I would just say they were assholes, but okay. 
<laughs> and, and Ray, they weren't even they weren't even that hot, so they weren't even doing anything for my morale. Like it was, I was bummed. You can't even get that right. Come on, uh, yeah. The one the one thing I was looking forward to, hot firemen. No, nope, uh, didn't happen. Really? Jeez, but, no fodder for when your hands better. God, Anyway, so um, a couple days later, I think I like call into work. Thankfully, it was a four day weekend, so it was like, all right, well, um, I, I'm not too worried. But they got me in to see the doctor on Friday, and you never want a doctor to look at your X ray and lean back and go, "Hmm." Oh shit! Yeah, no like that's not a good thing. So <laughs> he he got a second opinion, and basically. Um, the fracture was, you know how you, it it was basically down the center of the bone and the bone was poking up. Oh shit. So, you know, when you like snap a a branch and it kind of splits like two wedges. Yeah. It was kind of like that. So, um, you know, the following week I had our musical, which we've been rehearsing for since September. So basically on Tuesday, I get my hand put in a cast just so that it is protected from being bumped into. Yeah. Not because it's good, it hasn't been set or anything. It's just like, do, do your best to get it put together. Ooh. And then um, that was, I got, I got to school on Tuesday in time for rehearsal. Wow. <laughs> like, and then proceeded to do a full run of a show. Oh um, so I basically, had, uh, we did bring it on bring and it, on. it, yeah, it turned out really well. So it, well, that was good. So that, you know, Good, okay. good, good things there. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. So the following Friday I had surgery. Um, I went in expecting to just get pins. I came out with a plate Jeez. on my hand that it will be there forever. So my, my what? journey towards being a sideberg has, <laughs> has begun. <laughs> nice. Does this, uh, does this forever affect, you know, uh, the travel process at airports and stuff? That yes, I will. I will be setting yes. off. Um, yes, I'm going to, I'm that guy now. <laughs> You're that guy. <laughs> um, so the latest is just yesterday, um, which would be April fool's day. Ha ha. Um, I get my cast off and now the, the physical therapy starts because I can't, I can't make a fist. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm doing the exercises, but you know, if a colleague of mine said it was two years of, uh, therapy for when he broke two fingers in the hand, um, hopefully it won't be that long, but that, that is where I am at. So between plays and doctor's appointments and surgery, that's a good part of why we have not recorded an episode yeah yeah usually it's funny because i feel like usually like i'm the one that's just like i can't this week and i didn't didn't hear from you from a couple weeks i'm like oh wow joe really can't like joe's like really dealing with stuff right now yeah and the 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 best thing about the um the process was the doctor the the second doctor i had was really good the surgeon and um, you could tell he was pissed the first day because I guess the first doctor shouldn't have should have sent me with a, with CT scans instead of X-rays. Mm. Just like I can do nothing with this. And <laughs> he was not thrilled. But after that, he's been very friendly and wonderful. And you know he did a good job when he's like sending his colleagues in to look at your post-op X-rays. He's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you go check it out. It's 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 really good. Um, <laughs> 
you know, so that makes me feel good because I'm at least at least the guy's taking pride in in his work. I got a, I got a hint of, of doom there at the beginning where he's like, I can't do anything with this. Damn you, Richard! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice man. While, while in the, I mean, you've had plenty going on. Did, have, was there any healing? related downtime where you got to do any geeky stuff at all? Um, yeah, out? we've, we've been watching lots of TV. Um, we, we did the umbrella Academy, which oh, was excellent. Okay. I haven't checked it out yet. Yeah. You definitely have to, um, to check that out. Um, we may have, you know, allegedly, allegedly we may have gotten, um, uh, Oscar Academy award, um, the, the preview ones that they send to the Academy members for oh, nominating yeah. purposes. Yeah. We may have gotten our hands on a couple of those and screeners? Uh, the screeners. Yes. That's what they're called. So, you know, allegedly maybe not officially uh, <laughs> we may have gotten a couple of screeners. And nice. uh, uh, so I saw black Klansman. Oh yeah. Dude, that's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. I saw in the theater. That was great. I really like that movie. Um, so we did that. Um, I mean, that's that's been it. I mean, I <laughs> had to I had to buy it. I had to I had to replace the car because the car was totaled. <laughs> replace the car, yeah. Um, and so this is this like I do feel lucky because Matt did such a good job getting this car that the insurance company actually gave us a thousand dollars more than we spent on it or that we what? bought it for. What? Wow. Yes. And then we found the exact same car with the same same exterior color, same interior color, a couple of extra bells and whistles for $2,000 less than the first one. Okay, yeah. I like to sign up for Matt to run my life whenever he's got time. <laughs> just, uh, you just throw me onto the list there. Just add me <laughs> Fine. So, wow, that's great. Well, that's, yeah. yeah, that's about the best way that horrible thing could turn out. Yeah, if I was gonna, if I was gonna have to, because that that was the first thing I was sitting. I was like sitting in the car, going, "My car, <laughs> my poor car." Um, like, yeah, you know, jeez. But yeah, let me ask you about Umbrella Academy. I I've been hearing um like really kind of like nostalgic X Men, like early X Men vibes from the show. Can you confirm uh, that or? Yeah, it 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 has a very X Men feel. It has honestly, it has X Men. Like if it was actually real kind of feel to it where the wow. perfects professor X characters kind of just awful. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> right. And because <laughs> he is all the, awful in those oh, yeah. early stories, but like low key, like, right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so it was like, the characters are amazing and I've never read the comic books. I need to go back and actually read the, the books that they're based yeah, on. Neither have I, but I heard great things about them. Yeah. And I mean, I love, um, Oh, what's her name? Oh, I know who you're talking about Ellen Page. Ellen Page, she's so cool. Like, okay. I mean, she's cool in real life from everything I've heard, but yeah. Um, but she's so good in this, and all the characters and all the actors really, 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 really excellent. Awesome. Like, I, would have, I would have, I would have charged through, um, like just kind of marathon the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But um, Matt, Matt took a couple steps back. There was a couple points where he got to the point where he was like, "I don't want to watch this anymore." What? Uh, yeah. He, Can you say why without giving spoilers? Yeah, because, okay, I, I'm going to give spoilers for Walking Dead because it's the best way I can give you an example of how Matt reacts to these things. By the way, um, Walking Dead I'm officially off of. Yeah. 
done. I walked <laughs> Welcome away. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Yes. To the point that now, like when a spoiler article comes along, I'll, I'll read it. Cause I'm just like, I'm not like, I'm kind of interested to hear like what turn the story took, but I'm not going to sit there and watch it like a season and a half to, to get that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I just don't even care. Like, I'm like, Oh, is that still on? Yeah. But, <laughs> but spoilers, if you're, if you haven't watched, watched walking dead and, and you haven't been spoiled yet, Many, many seasons in the past. Um, there's the episode where Carl has to shoot his mom. Oh, yeah. Um, after that happened, Matt was pacing back and forth behind the couch oh, going, how is this God. entertainment? How is this entertainment? I don't understand. So so I guess, it, I, I guess it's a good kind of, I don't want to watch this anymore because he's into it so much that he's having emotional reactions. Oh, you know, he doesn't like the fact that somebody's not being treated well. And, and oh, okay. That's, just, oh yeah. So that, that, that makes me feel better. That makes me feel like cool. Like that sounds exactly like what I want to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So it, okay. it was, it was good. And then there are moments where you're like, you get frustrated because you think people it's not the same frustrated as like, if you watch the CW shows where you're like, Oh my God, if you just told people what's going on, <laughs> yeah, this, this, there would be no story. And we could just see you f- cool fight scenes. That's exactly what those TV shows are like. Exactly. It's not that, it's not that kind of frustration. It's the frustration of, I understand why you're doing it. It's the wrong decision. Right. Those CW shows are like the suspension of disbelief doesn't come from like how fast someone can run. It comes from like, Oh, really they didn't just communicate about that thing okay i guess we'll have a whole episode you know plot point about it instead yeah it's like it's like i remember i i haven't watched the arrow in a long time but i remember that the arrow had an episode where like literally she says the only thing i don't want you to do is lie to me and he turns around and lies to her and it's like you know (laughs) (laughs) this is just not using your head (laughs) um well i didn't know you were off arrow I thought that that was like your favorite show for a while. I remember it, it was, but we, we fell behind on Supergirl and we never watched, um, the other one. Um, the, Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Legends of tomorrow. Yes. So we didn't watch that. And then they came to this one where it was like a four part crossover. Yep. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So we were like, okay, well we'll go back and watch it. And we never did. Yeah, I got, I got, I got to that point with the flash, which I'll still catch up on every now and then. But when it comes to those crossovers, I'm just like doing the dishes while they're playing. Like I'll get the gist of it, but you know, I don't watch all those shows. So whatever. Yeah. It's too, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there's like a bazillion D seasons. So yeah. I, you know what? I've been reading articles about Legends of Tomorrow and how much fun that writing team is having with like all the wacky, crazy like plot points they can throw into each episode, and how it's just like so out there. Like they've taken kind of the hokiness of like some of like Supergirl and Flash and just turned it up to like eleven, where mm-hmm. they're just like taking huge swings every episode. Which I was like reading the article, I was like, that's cool, but I'm not gonna watch it, you know. But good for them for doing that. Um. Yeah. Are, are you okay? Or are you launching nuclear weapons over there? Oh, did you hear that? That's outside. That's <laughs> yeah. That's in my awesome new neighborhood that I live in that I absolutely love. It it reminds me of home, but it also you know reminds me of home. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, 
Um, yeah, I was wondering about that actually, because there's always like kids playing outside, like right next door, which I, again, I love. It reminds me of like my little cousins playing outside my window, um, back in LA and you know, there's just cats, you know, just fucking like crazy all night (laughs) right outside (laughs) my window. But, um, yeah, I was actually wondering, I'm like, oh, this is going to be the first time we've recorded in this apartment. Um, I wonder how that's going to go. Which Which brings me to you because you have moved. (laughs) I have moved again. Oh my God. Moved again. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You have, um, you're going through ridiculous stuff with your grad school stuff, which is awesome, but it sounds like you are exhausted. I am exhausted. Um, yeah, this is, I guess the third move in like two years, which is a lot. That's because I have a lot of stuff and I have like an art studio full of stuff. So that's what really makes it a lot. Um, but I like, I think this one's the charm. Like I love, I love this place. The price is right. Uh, I love the neighborhood. Um, yeah, I'm comfortable here. So that's good. Me and the cats are very, very happy. Um, and yeah, you know, I wasn't expecting, usually spring semester is a little, a tiny bit slower in terms of my admissions work. And so I'm able to just do more in terms of grad school and everything else. I mean, last spring semester felt pretty, pretty good. And this is just not the case this semester. I just, I think I'm, I'm because my work is getting more ambitious. It's just taking more time and like brain energy. So you know what I mean? Like uh, mm-hmm. e- even when I'm not doing it, I'm working on something. I'm st- I just want downtime. Like I'm just tired. Um, and admissions is, you know, it's, it's become a really a full, like a year round job. Like be, I, even just three or four years ago when I started doing this work, um, it was like, you know, the fall is like your crazy busy season. The spring is kind of, you know, it, it's a little mellower and then summer's just dead. And that's just not the case anymore. Like, now it's just, it's a, it's a year round like industry and we're like slammed all the time. So, um, that's been different. And then, I mean, I do have a slight injury, but I feel like it pales in comparison to your epic story. <laughs> um, I've got an old injury from when I used to play basketball in my twenties. Uh, I tore my MCL and meniscus, uh, when I was 26 and there were partial tears. So I never, and I didn't have insurance back then. So I never got surgery, which was fine because my knee is, is, you know, functional, but it's not like entirely stable. And because I'm not a professional athlete, who gives a shit, right? Like when I told the doctor, like, yeah, I'm an artist. He's like, Oh, pff, you're fine. Like um, <laughs> all the but, high jumping over, over canvases. Yeah, it's, yes. Your days are over, right? Your days are over. Right. Yeah. All those jumping to conclusions. When it comes to <laughs> how people are perceiving my work. Um, no. So, uh, you know, it's given me issues over the years, uh, here and there when I, when I push it too hard and I'm doing something that I know I shouldn't be doing it, it has resulted in some problems and, but it's, it's really been fine the last several years, probably because my priorities have shifted and, you know, there's really no reason for me to be out there doing crazy athletic shit. So Mm. of course last week I was at the gym playing basketball, which I shouldn't be doing and it gave, so it, it totally dislocated and it, Thankfully, it pops right back into place, but it's still extremely painful. And then it just swells up. And and now, and you know, the thing that really hit me, Joe, was the last time this happened, I was maybe seven or eight years younger <laughs> than I am mm-hmm. now. So, you know, there was a there was a, a fallout, like physical kind of things that I had to deal with. But a week later, I was fine, you know, mm-hmm. and that's definitely not going to be the case this time since I'm going <laughs> to be 40 this year. 
my body is definitely telling me like it's we're not bouncing back the way we used to <laughs> like it, this is going to be a longer process so really more than anything i'm just it's it's a it's an inconvenience you know the pain is not that great it's more just kind of like a nuisance um but i'm really like mad at myself because this all could have been avoided <laughs> if i had just not been doing the thing that i knew i wasn't supposed to be doing you know yeah. i I could, I could just have one less thing off my plate. So, um, or on my plate, but yeah, so, uh, that and admissions and grad school, I mean, I'm coming up on my academic review, which is like the halfway point where I have to sort of present what I've done so far and what my big idea is for going forward in order to move forward into the, in the program. And that's coming up soon, like very soon, like probably at the end of the semester, I'm going to have to go through my whole academic review. So that's a big deal. And I'm, I'm kind of focused on that. And how are you feeling about it? Do you feel like you're in a good place? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like my ideas are, are solid. I feel like I have a good understanding of what I'm making and why. Um, it always just comes down to the actual making of it. Like I have to show that I've, you know, I, I've put in time to, to produce work. And so, um, I've also been working with a tutor outside of this program that I hired, um, I guess like my personally just to deal with and talk to some about some of the themes that I'm working with in my work. So I'm like, I've, I've taken steps to make sure that I, I have a strong, you know, kind of understanding going forward. So I'm not worried about that. It's really just the amount of work it's, and that literally comes down to like hours in the studio, yeah. you know, like I, I really like, if I'm getting, this kind of sleep that I should be getting, I'm only able to put in 20 to 24 hours a week in the studio. That's not a lot, you know? No. So uh, I should be putting at least 30. And so sometimes I'll not get the sleep that I need to and just put in 30 to 35 hours. I mean, right before midterms, I put in 40 hours in one week and 40 hours at work. So I didn't sleep a lot. There. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when this is all done, are you going to do like a, a gallery showing? Yeah, actually. Um, I actually have, I'm, I'm putting together an exhibition hopefully for this summer. So I have enough work. I think I'll have enough work by the end of the semester that I can actually show. And I had a couple of offers and I've had a couple of people asking. So I'm exploring that right now. And then uh, definitely once I earn, you know, when, once I'm graduating from the program, I'll, I'll have a, a show. A big show. Probably. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm excited. Know, I would love to. I would love to come see it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to fucking be done and have that show. <laughs> <laughs> I have people asking, which is nice, you know, because it's. I used to show all the time, and uh, I've had people kind of seeking me out and just asking, "Hey, you know, when can we see more of your work?" So that's that's a good feeling, you know. That that definitely gives me kind of a, a little boost to keep going. But um, yeah. So in between all that stuff, I mean, I've. I've been, you, you be, man, Joe, it's, I feel like every night for like 90 minutes, I need to just turn off my brain and just watch something. Right. Um, every night. It's almost like how I get ready to go to bed or fall asleep or whatever. And so for a while, like I started watching The Sopranos, which I'm super excited about because it's one of those shows that I've been putting off forever. And I'm like, oh, I'll get to it someday. And I'm like halfway through season two and it's, I'm really enjoying it. Um, but as far as like the super geeky stuff, I've been really into watching like random YouTube videos. There's a lot of content out there on YouTube where people are like giving 
like they're dissecting like the different storylines and they're giving reviews and they're talking about like why this movie sucks or why Ben Affleck, you know, ruined Batman or, or you could even, you know, why Ben Affleck was the best thing to could happen to Batman or whatever. Like all right. these different, all, the, all there's so much content on YouTube for geeks nowadays. And I've, I, they're fun. I mean, you know, some of them are amazingly well-made. Some of them are kind of like, you know, whatever, like just, you can tell that there's a some, you know, someone's just trying to put out content, but it's still it's all entertaining to me, and uh, yeah, I love. I mean, you mean I could just sit back and just listen to someone else discuss, you know, the intricacies of, you know, uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds' failed Green Lantern film. Yes, like I I, I will give <laughs> I will give you 13 minutes and 42 seconds of my time to watch that for sure. Like. It's just all fun. It's just like cool, these cool geeky conversations happening in all these YouTube videos online. So I've been doing a lot of that. Mostly uh, theories about the Avengers, of course. All these like, you know, end game theories. Um, Trailer breakdowns are so much fun. A new trailer comes out. I watch the new trailer two or three times. And the next thing I look for is who's breaking down this trailer and like explaining all the Easter eggs and going like shot for shot. Like what's happening? What are we seeing? I love that stuff. And then I've been catching, I've been watching this uh, document, a multi-part documentary on the creation of Image Comics, which that's like taking me way back. So just like stuff like that, you know, just like fun kind of light entertainment like that is what I've really been into this semester. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, of course, it took me, I don't know, I don't know if you even tried, but, uh, you know, Avengers Endgame tickets went on this, went on sale this morning. Yes, uh, we didn't. I mean, we probably should have, but I'm kind of relying on the hope that um, I live in Palm Springs, and yeah, most of the people out here are the Avengers. Who? That's a good. That's you know, God, you're right. I knew that tickets were going on sale this morning. I knew last. I read something last night about like, oh, Avengers tickets going on sale. You know, and I was like, oh, tomorrow morning. Don't forget, like, you should, you know, look into that, and then. I woke up this morning, reached for my phone. For one of the first things I see on online is that Fandango crashed and that AMC's website crashed and that there's about an hour wait time right now online for people trying to buy advanced tickets. And I went, oh shit. And instead of like panicking in that moment and like sp- sitting up in my bed and like trying to get tickets, I just turned off my phone and put it back down and said, well, that's going to be an ordeal today. That's, I guess that's something that I'm going to have to deal with. And sure enough, you know, I got dressed, went to work, got into the office, got settled, answered some emails. And then later in the day, I was like, oh, I should probably check that out. Sure enough, dude. I mean, maybe three, four hours later, I was able to get a couple tickets. Yeah. Well, you know that like the Marvel executives are like high-fiving, high-fiving each other. Oh my God. Yes. Seriously. Like they broke the internet. Like, yes, they did. This is, yeah, this is officially like a movement. Like it's insane. I think they broke the record for pre-sale tickets in like six hours. Yeah. They broke the previous record. So, which was hello Avengers infinity war. Um, yeah, that just just think about the sheer numbers of like who's going to see this, who's excited to buy pre-sale tickets. You know what I mean? Or not pre-sale? Because there's so much like there's so much at stake. We've got to figure like it's like you can't not see the ending. Right. <laughs> it's like you right. can't see the ending. So it's like that means that people that were even like 
catching up to Captain Marvel a week after it came out or whatever, you know, those people are buying like early tickets. Yeah. That's the only way to explain how popular this has been today, how hard it is just to get tickets. I mean, Joe, I had at one point I had 13 different tabs open to 13 different showtimes trying to get a ticket and all of them failed. They all, I waited on each one for over an hour and they all crashed. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was that. And I mean, you know, I've had people say, well, you know, I'll just catch it on Friday instead of Thursday night. Or, you know, I'll just wait till, you know, the following week and catch a matinee. Like, cool. But like, for me, that means I have to basically avoid the internet. <laughs> you have to put a box over your head and go, I don't want to do that. You know, can you, I can't even imagine rolling into work on Friday morning, having not seen this movie Thursday night because I can't do anything. I can't go on Twitter. I can't go on Facebook. I can't go on Instagram. I can't read IO9. I can't read like anything. There's nothing. I can't read AV club. There's no way that's no, uh, no, thank I mean, you. I doubt I will go see it Thursday night because it's just not what we do. <laughs> right. Um, but, but so I will have to like, I like, I will threaten people with their grade <laughs> if they, if they ruin it for me. Um, but I, I can't miss any more school. <laughs> right. <laughs> I miss so much school and yeah. it's always Fridays. So uh, we'll have to throw some, some sort of big party Friday night and go see it. But nice. yeah. Yeah. And I already know I'm going to see it again that weekend, probably, you know, like, but I got to see it Thursday night. And so I managed to get a couple ticket, two tickets at a theater that I usually don't go to, but I, but I know is, is pretty decent. So I'm like, okay. And it's, it's 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, Oh, it's a three hour movie. I'm not going to be getting home till after three in the morning and going to work the next day. So, you know, (laughs) yeah, good times. I'm so excited, man. I'm so pumped. (laughs) This is like 23 movies or something like that. Like they did it. They did it. They, they, the thing that was kind of like, you know, I heard that they got uh, Nick Fury or they got Samuel L. Jackson to come in and film that scene as Nick Fury, that first stinger after Iron Man. Um, on a Saturday, like, you know, they, he just came in, it was, the film was already made and they're just like, let's just do this cool thing. And like, from that, like it's, it's never been done before. Right. Harry Potter did the, did it with nine movies. And at the time that was like, this is new, this is unprecedented. Like all these actors, you know, nine movies, this whole long story being told and, and, you know, kind of coming to fruition and, and now Marvel like almost tripled that, like, that's crazy. Yeah, it, it's insane. It's insane. And, th- and then it's not, and it's like they're going to do this thing and then they just keep going. Yeah. Because they've got six more movies in the, in the bank. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I saw this cool thing today about um, uh, someone was talking about like just people that are like answering in response to people that are bemoaning, like, you know, oh, uh, you know, they, they, Hollywood needs new ideas. Like, you know, it's, it's just a bunch of superhero movies. This is, you know, the, the end of the film industry, blah, blah, blah. And I saw this thing on Twitter today that was great. And they went through, like, from the beginning of Hollywood, like in the 20s or 30s. And they were like, you know, there was something like 12 Tarzan movies made between, like, like in the 40s. And then there was like, right. you know, there was like 12 uh, the shadow or shadow movies made like in the 1930s. Like this is not new. <laughs> like this has happened before, no, not at all. you know, like this is kind of Hollywood does this every, every couple decades where they have like a whole, like, like a, a serialized, you know, film, film, uh, um, uh, 
what do you want to call what do you call it um not epic but you know it's it's this whole series of films that tells this one long story yeah franchise there you uh, go. I mean, that I mean, that, uh, and then you've got i mean you had the the westerns there was a while where everything was western yeah like that's what came out like every your blockbuster movies were yes. westerns yes yeah this is not exactly new so yeah i'm just I'm, I'm so excited can't believe we're like less than a month away we're like three weeks away it's crazy like it it makes me smile anytime i see something on avengers like i could be having a horrible day and then i'll see something pop up new about the avengers and i haven't even done i like i don't do the deep dives that you do because again got to keep the the expectations low but um but it just it's just like yeah yeah they (laughs) at the end of the day we've got the avengers not only have they done it first but they they did it right like they didn't, you know, they were learning as they went and still like made it happen. You know, think about how many movies, think about how many superhero movies have gone wrong. And like the worst Marvel one is what? Like Thor two, you know, yeah, probably like that's the worst of the bunch. Um, yeah. Anyway. Well, I, I have this listed for after our commercial break, but I think it's a good transition because I don't want to spend too much time on it. Hopefully, if we put it here, we we yeah. won't. Um, so there's been a lot of news that we always, always would have covered, but we haven't been here to cover it. So we probably should at least mention it. I think each of these are going to be their own episodes at one point. Um, so um, I'm going to start with my, my near and dear near and dear to my heart uh new mutants at this point it sounds like it may yes, not come out it is starting to sound like it not might, it might not come out you called it so long ago i was blown yeah. away by that last headline that i saw or who was it, it was one of the actresses yeah it was one of the like, actresses saying like god knows when that's gonna come out yeah she was just like maybe if maybe somebody reads this this um this uh, interview and, and will tell us what's going on because I guess they never did the research. right. They never even did the ones that were supposed to make it scarier. They and never it's, did. You know, it's official. I mean, it's, it's Marvel owns those characters again. It's, it's finalized like a week ago. Yeah. Well, and Marvel said they were going to, um, uh, I think I sent you something where they said Marvel is getting rid of all rebooting all of their franchises that were owned by Fox, except yeah. for Deadpool. Yeah. Which, of course, when I sent that to you, I had to follow it up with, but what about our Gambit movie? <laughs> and of course, and then you looked it up. That was great. Well, because you have to. Anytime, it's like Beetlejuice. Anytime you mention Gambit, the Gambit movie, you have and to what, see where and it what, is. And what came up from your um, research? I, I, <laughs> it was a thing about, at this point, I don't even remember. <laughs> it was something along the lines of, um, he's still trying to get it made, but... <laughs> He's dubious. He's like trying to work with Marvel. Like Marvel, it's a great idea. Um, the guy who wrote the original script was like, you know, I had it as a heist movie. He's trying to make it something else. I think, you know, he's he knows what he wants to do. <laughs> like you can tell it. It's just kind of like you know, right? It's there. <laughs> okay, I found it. Um, the the new cycle of Gambit news was uh, why did the. Ga- why did the Gambit movie stall blame Fantastic Four? Oh, so it was they're talking about why it never got made, and that was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, because Fantastic Four did poorly, yeah. so they didn't want to, yeah, yeah, <laughs> god, good, good, you know, 
Um, because it's all going to be better soon. So, I, I mean, you know, what does this mean for, you know, Phoenix, Dark Phoenix? It's, I mean, uh, I'm, why does that movie exist? It's, it's like a, it's like a lame duck coach. It's, it's dead in the water already. It's a, it's a sacrificial. It is absolutely. And there, and you can see the way they're even positioning it. You know, it's the end. This is the end. You know, they're using that Doors song Mm -hmm. in all the trailers because this is it. This is the last Fox X-Men movie. That's amazing. I can't believe I just said that. Yeah. It's kind of uh, like, it gives me hope. Although (laughs) did you see the, um, April Fool's Day joke that was going around yesterday about the reboot. I did not. Damn it! No. They're gonna launch. They're gonna launch the uh, again. This is this is April yeah. Fool's Day, people. So don't freak out. Uh, they said we're gonna launch the new uh, X Men universe with Kristen Stewart playing Rogue. Oh, send me that, please. I want to see that. <laughs> send it to me. I'll have That's to fight. great. That's a great April Fool's Day. Yeah. Story. Yes. Who published it? Oh man, I'll look for it. <laughs> um, I have. I, I know who. I know which of my friends posted it on Facebook. So I will. Uh, I will go to his. I love April Fools so much too. And man, it's just like I didn't do any pranks this year, and it was so hard. For, I was like counting down the hours to just keep myself from investing energy in some kind of prank or some kind of. So it was uncanny nerd. <laughs> and. <laughs> Yes, and the um, the the title is MCU Phase Five announced Kristen Stewart to helm franchise as Rogue. Oh my God, that's great! I'll pay, I'll post it right now because they did some artwork. Although okay. you're you're, I'm having all sorts of technical difficulties today. Uh oh, not not like dire oh, ones, okay. just annoying ones. Um, so Marvel, I mean, keeps winning because they also. I'm so happy that they had the guts to reinstate. James Gunn as director of guardians of the galaxy three. Yeah. Because that is really what all we should have been. And so I would almost have preferred no guardians of the galaxy three than that movie by some other director, because it was so much, it, it was so much of it was just him, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. coming through. So that, and, and I think we're starting to see, and I'm going to touch on this when we do talk about captain Marvel in a minute too. I think Marvel is starting to cash in some of the goodwill that they know they have earned. Mm -hmm. I think they're starting to make choices and take chances that are calculated and that in which they say, you know what, we're, we're, this may upset some people, but we, we can, we can weather that storm. Mm -hmm. You know, we're so popular with so many people that, We'll we'll deal with the backlash, and I'm I'm really happy about that. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Because they, it they means know what they're doing. Yes, their decision making is not coming from a place of fear and avoidance. It's coming from what is the best thing to do. Yeah, right. I like at the end here. You also have after those three bits of news, you have no DCU. What is? Yeah, they've, that? Offic- they've officially said it's no longer a thing. Like right. it's done. It's not connected, meaning. None, none of them are going to be connected. Like, yes. this, we're done. Yeah. Somebody, a friend at work today messaged me and she was like, oh my God, Joaquin Phoenix is a joker. She's like, I'm just hearing this. She's not a geek or anything, right? She's just like, I'm just hearing about that. That makes so much sense. 
And I like, I didn't even bother telling her. Yeah, but he, it's its own self-contained film. It's not, you know, like he's not going to be part, like facing off against it. I just was like, uh, yeah, I guess like that's cool. But all these films are now separate. Yeah. And uh, I mean, good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I am not a filmmaker. I am not in Hollywood. I just, I just kind of look at what Marvel did and look at what DC did. And I'm like, like they, they did like they, they, they blueprinted it for you out right there. Like it's right there. Just, just do that. They got greedy and insecure. That's, and that's where they're, that's what all of their decision-making is coming from. All of it. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to probably do a, a no DCU um, episode. I'm going to try and get Rob on and we're going to, we're going to talk about like, let's reboot the DCU. We are. We are. We're going to do a uh, Geekitude makes the DCU. Because what they should do is they should have a Justice League movie called Justice League Flashpoint, and so then it's not just the f- and the Flash can be like the main character, just the way Thanos was the main char- protagonist of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Flash can be the main protagonist of the next Justice League movie, and ca- instead of having it Flash Flashpoint, because Flash is like. Flashpoint, you, you need to have a lot of like history of that character in order for that story to make sense for just him. But if they do Justice League Flashpoint, then he can still be the, the protagonist, but now you pull in all these other characters and then you can it can be, you know, what we've always talked about, which is X-Men Days of Future Past for the for the DCEU. Yeah. Or, and if they really wanted to go like, hey, here's a crazy idea, guys, like they've got a great TV universe. They've got their cinematic universe, which has yeah. some some positives in there. Yeah. Like, do something daring and say, you know what, Steve Amell, we're going to throw you into this thing. Yeah, and that's, we're, gonna, that's we're a- just going to like, we can't, yes. we can't screw it up anymore than we already have. Let's Plus, throw everything together and make it a multiverse kind of thing. Yes. And if they're really trying to beat Marvel, that's one thing that Marvel hasn't done. Right. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's a whole episode. Awesome. Let's let's uh, let's take that break and then we can dive into Captain Marvel. All right, we will be back. Hi everyone. I'm Katie and I'm Chelsea, and we are the hosts of Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. We are two best friends who love pop culture and talking about pretty much whatever we want. Katie, yes. Stop thinking about Zac Efron and tell our future listeners what some of our latest episodes have been about. Well, we've talked about Zac Efron. No, get it together, Katie. Fine. We've talked about fan fiction, classical literature adaptations, favorite TV couples, and so much more. So grab your cup of tea or whatever your drink of choice and download our podcast today. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. And we are back, and um, the thing that brings us back to recording, we cannot do we cannot do what we do without doing our spoiler casts. Like I think they're our favorite <laughs> ones to do. So we are spoiler casting uh, for for Captain Marvel. So here, this is your one and only warning. If you did not uh, um, want to hear this because you haven't seen it yet, everyone, you have been warned. 
<laughs> you have been. We took a we took a nice long hiatus just for you all to make sure yes. that everyone got to see it first. Joe broke his hand, all just for you. <laughs> so, um, how do you want to begin? Just beginning thoughts. Yeah, um, yeah. What was your reaction walking out of the theater? What was your feeling? I uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I enjoy. It. it was a fun movie. Um, it had a lot of twists and turns I wasn't expecting. Um, you know me, I go in with no expectations, so, um, there's nothing for it to live up to. So for, for me, it was, I, I, I wanted to see a couple things. I saw most of those things and the rest of it was gravy. Okay. See, I had super high expectations cause that's, that's my jam. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I liked it. Um, I didn't love it, but I liked it. And so when I like, I've, I'm talking about it with people, um, like I've compared it to like Ant-Man. Um, mm-hmm. I really like those movies, but I feel like Ant-Man movies are kind of their own thing. You know, they're, they're not epic. Um, the way the other movies tend to be, and they're really fun and light and like, just, I don't know, enjoyable in that way. And that's mm-hmm. how, that's how I enjoyed Captain Marvel. So by saying, you know, I didn't love it or by, you know, comparing it to Ant-Man, I, I think sometimes people take that as like, you know, a, a, an insult, but I'm, that's not how I mean it at all. Like I, I actually enjoyed it. Um, and I think it's okay. I think it's one of the things that Marvel does well is not every movie is turned up to 10. You know what I mean? No, no. And, and every, every movie has to do its own thing. And I think that's yeah. what I love about it is you're not going to get the same movie every time you go back in. I will say this though. I think that this movie was turned up to 10, just not necessarily with me in mind. And I that, really like, I really like that. Like that, that get, got me excited apart from just like loving these stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that got me excited just for the possibilities and for like the, the connection that Marvel is really intentionally making with parts of its audience that have probably been underserved up to this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think we, we started seeing that with black Panther. Yeah. And now we're seeing it with captain Marvel. And I think that they think they're like, we, my guess is that somebody has said in, in Disney Marvel has somebody has said, we want when we do our, you know, Avengers five, that, every one of our audience members can say that's me up there. Like they, they have their character that, that they feel they can root for. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I, you know, the first thing I said to my friend sitting next to me after the, I would say after the credits rolled, really after the stingers rolled um, was, Oh my God, Marvel's coming for all the little girls. And that's mm-hmm. so awesome. Like they are really saying, okay, you know, this is, this is, who we want to speak to. Um, and it's interesting to see how people take that. Some people take that as me saying a negative thing about the film, but it's really not. You know, when I say, hey, this movie was not made for me, and that's okay. Like, think about how many movies are not made for, you know, if you're not a straight white male, a lot of movies are not made right, for you. Exactly. Yeah. Or made with you in mind, or you're not reflected in the characters. And yet we still all manage to find enjoyment in those films, right? Yeah. So, like, in a lot of those films. 
So that's me kind of taking, you know, the, the, the other side of that, which is saying, oh, this, yeah, this was not made for me. And, you know, that's okay. It was still a great movie. Like, I still really enjoyed it. Um, but I want to acknowledge that, yeah, no, it was, this was speaking to, to, you know, someone in the audience and I'm excited that they were being spoken to like for sure. So I have, I have two questions for you based off of that assessment. One, do you think it was a better rallying cry for women audience members than Wonder Woman. Yes. And B, do you feel like it benefited from having Wonder Woman come out before it? Oh, interesting. Maybe I, you know, and mind you, I'm saying I'm answering these questions, but there's no, I don't know. You know, like, <laughs> I know if it was a better rallying cry for women, ask women, right? Like, right, that's right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think. And I'm just, again, guessing here. Um, I think that because Diana is literally a goddess, it's not the same as all of those shots of Brie Larson or, or, you know, her character getting up after being knocked down her entire life. Yeah. You know, she ends up, spoilers, half Cree by the end. Right. Or at least having Cree blood in her. Mm-hmm. But way before that, she was just tough as fuck. Like yeah, just, she's always been she, just she tough, didn't need like a badass. She didn't need superpowers to be a hero. Exactly. Exactly. That was not. Yes. That was not what defined her as a hero were, were, were the powers. So that's why I say yes to, to I hazard a guess of, of yes to the first question. The second question is interesting. Did it. Did it benefit from having Wonder Woman come out beforehand? I think it probably benefited because I'm thinking about the the relative impact between DC movies and Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. It probably benefited more from having all of those Marvel movies come out beforehand. Interesting. Because there's there's a brand there that where the audience is waiting. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, now, now in terms, I mean, now I'm realizing that answer is probably more for like general public for in terms of, of women. I don't know. Like I, I actually love to hear, you know, w- women's perspective on that and their answers to that one. I have it on my list for um, future shows. I just put it there. Okay, good. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, because I, I feel like with, with the wonder woman, um, I was, it, she was, almost the only female character in the whole movie. Yeah. You know, for much of it, I mean, there was the, obviously the mascara is where we start, but after that, it's, it's like her and, and, you know, she's a goddess literally where, where this movie, I, I'll tell you what, watching Captain Marvel, um, they, they did a lot with it. Like I, man, I did not envy the writers of this film because they had so much, heavy lifting to do story wise. They had to, they were world building. And I noted right away when, when someone that I saw the movie with uh, my buddy, Jason, I turned to him within the first five minutes. And I said, the world building in this movie is off the fucking charts. Like they're telling us so much so efficiently. Like in just a few minutes, we are learning about this whole other culture in like this quick visual shorthand. That's really hard to pull off. 
So they were doing a lot with this film because they had to build this whole other section out. It took Thor three movies to get it right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is what it is because they managed to do it, you know, with the first one. But look at again, you have a you have a really strong, you know, kind of go to in this white male lead that's like you know is bankable, right? And right. so, man, Captain Marvel just had to do so much, and they did it well. They pulled it off. Um, I thought that some of the dialogue was kind of rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, some it just felt a little bit awkward, but you know, thankfully. They had these great actors in all these roles, and I think they—I think really the cast really pulled it off. Like they—they they made it, you know, happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think like there was a lot going on in this movie. Where Kree's and scrolls, like wow, that's huge. When, for, when for would Marvel we have fans. ever thought we would have had Kree's and scrolls on screen? Right, yeah, no like kidding, scrolls. Right? No kidding. Like I realize they're big players in the Marvel universe, but they're like big players because they're good to go back to. They're not your, yeah. they're not your a tier bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Marvel is do, making it happen. I mean, everybody knows what a Kree and a scroll is now, which is kind of weird to think about. Um, and I mean, I just think uh, what, what I was, the point that I was trying to get to earlier was what this movie did and what, what it was trying to do and and i think accomplished is bring new people to the table Mm -hmm. bring new identities to the table we always talk about that right like oh you know um there's that that's like i feel like that's like a popular metaphor that i hear nowadays a lot about like you know you know this group needs a seat at the table this group needs more representation so on and so forth there's literally a scene joe three quarters through the movie at the beginning of the third act i believe where they're sitting at a kitchen table and I'm looking at the kitchen and I'm looking at that scene in the theater and I'm like, okay, there's a white woman there. There is a woman of color there and her daughter. And there is a green (laughs) alien (laughs) at the table. And there's no white dudes at that table. Like literally, I mean, and you could even take it further and be like, oh, well, there was a white actor at the table, but he was the guy in the heavy makeup. Right. And normally, like when I think of like um, Star Trek, when I think, I think it was Star Trek three, probably Idris Elba got, was like, you know, oh, they hired, you know, an actor of color to be, you know, in this movie to have a major role. You know, a black guy has a major role in this movie. Yeah. But he's covered in makeup for 90% of the movie. Right. Right. And then you look at like Zoe Saldana in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, you know, we have cast a woman of color in this major role. Great. Well, she's fucking green. The whole movie, right? So, you know, looking at that table scene, I was like, oh my God, this is great. This is like, this is so awesome what they're, what they're doing and what they're showing in, in this particular scene. And I don't know if I, I I don't know. Maybe some people say I'm reading way too much into that, but I think it was. I think, I I don't think they're doing anything accidentally. I think they're being very deliberate in what they do. You know, did they say we need a scene where there's no white characters? No, I don't think that that's what they're doing, but they are, they are being very conscious of diversity. And I think that's important. And they're not, they're not forcing it. They're letting it be natural. Yeah. Yeah. It did feel a little bit more natural to me than wonder woman did. Yeah. Um, I, I love the fact, and I think everybody knows this by now. I love the fact that we finally got Monica Rambeau, even yes. if she's a little girl, because I think they're setting it up for her to be 
a bigger player down the road. And I, and, and if they don't make her a bigger player down the road, they are, they are missing out on opportunity because again, first black woman to lead the Avengers. How do you not have her in there? Right. Yeah. No kidding. I think, yeah, I think I read an article about how she was actually called Miss Marvel at first as well. Well, her, her first, yeah, she debuted when she, the, the character that she was when she was leading the Avengers was Captain Marvel. Right. Right. And you don't put it past Marvel because as we've been talking about all the planning, all of the planting of seeds and all this stuff, you know, we, we just gushed over, you know, how they pulled off this whole 23 movie franchise thing, you know, that still comes into play with the things that we're talking about now. It's not, I think you're right in that, you know, everything they do, they're doing for a reason. They know what they're doing. They know what they're planning. So yeah, that's really exciting when you look at it that way. And she's had multiple names, but I think it sounds like what they're going to go with her if they do make her a hero is Photon because that's the name of the the plane right. that her mom flew. Right, right. Um, and, I mean, this goes in line with a lot of current themes that we're running through this plot. And I just watched a thing, uh, an, uh, an interview with Kevin Feige. Um, I think it took place earlier. Uh, I think it took place last year right before Infinity War came out. But um, I was, of course, on YouTube watching, you know, geeky stuff. And there was an interview that he did where they asked him, I think it was about, I think it was specifically focusing on Captain America Civil War, I think, or, or Winter Soldier. And they asked him, like, how much of, of the themes in these movies are, are re- you know, consciously relating to current events and how much of it is just kind of coincidence? And uh, he talked about how it's both. He said mm-hmm. that, you know, before um, when they were planning Civil War, that they knew they wanted it to be this like ideological kind of battle between like Captain America and Iron Man, obviously. But, you know, about like kind of being split and being on opposite sides uh, of an issue. And then, you know, all of the stuff that started to happen. Uh, oh, it was about it was because they wanted to surveil um, people. Right. And then mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff started to come out into the news and then especially got heated. Things got heated right before the election. And he's like, we did not plan that part. We didn't know. You know what I mean? It was it was a story that we had been developing for a long time. And you look at Captain Marvel and you look at the themes in this movie. I mean, they're talking about refugees, Joe. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They're, t- <laughs> like, they're, they're talking, talking about refugees. About, they're talking they're, about the, the jingoism. The- they're, they're, yeah. yeah, they're talking about like, you know, a military, a, you know, a, a world that is a military presence that sees themselves as the, as the heroes, but they're actually like the villains, right? Like they're actually right. imposing their culture and their society on other worlds. Like that's like, what the fuck? That's radical. And and it's because they're <laughs> they're they're pulling from stories from the past that we're repeating now. Which is kind of right. sad. Yeah, I forget, I'm trying to remember. I'm racking my brain because we just recently watched something that was old. It was an older movie, and we were like, "Holy crap!" Like, <laughs> like it's so British. relevant to today. Yeah. It's like how? Yeah. How? Um, how did you feel about? I thought it was the twist in the story is which we've already kind of started to talk about was really risky. I I was just like, "This is cool," but. 
I can already hear the <laughs> there's, cries there's of the fan. What's that? Say it again. I said I can hear the pissed off geeks. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes. The cries of the fucking, you know, like old school, like diehard, like you're ruining my childhood, you know, fans. My my feeling is slow your roll, guys. Just like not every person of a particular race is good or bad. Uh, th- there's plenty of room in the galaxy because the scrolls are apparently everywhere for there to be yeah. bad scrolls. So right. slow your roll. Yeah, but that I mean, I thought it was risky, but I liked it. I liked it in service of the story that like, oh, the Kree are are the bad guys, right? In this particular story. Well, and it was interesting because I was like, well, we've already seen in um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that the Kree are not good. Like, they've they've been established oh. as villains. And so I, I was like, well, how are oh. they how are they going to be the heroes of this? And then I was, oh, they're not. See, I don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so that's interesting. That's... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Um. I I guess because the scrolls are just like they're they're you know just going off of how they're designed you're like oh yeah that's the villain right like right. that's the right. monster or whatever so then to turn that on its head I thought was was really I was excited I'm excited when they take chances in storytelling like this I was the biggest fan and I mean I still love Iron Man 3 Iron Man 3 gets a lot of hate from people uh-huh. especially for what they did to the Mandarin but I like that's one of my favorite Marvel movies specifically for that choice you know how what else are you gonna do with this racist ass character right from right. the 60s called the mandarin it's like no you can't play that straight you know what i mean and spoilers for iron man 3 if you haven't seen it um they don't play it straight they totally turn it on its head they it's i love the way they, they exploded the idea of that character the concept of that character in that movie yeah no are they are they they have they have done very little wrong and when they yeah. do something wrong, like like you said, they they cash in their their um, credits and and they get, you know, they're like, okay, we we didn't go quite the way we wanted to there, but we're fixing it over here, so don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, the the one gripe that I had, honestly, because I think the story was satisfying. I think you know the writers did a hell of a lot of work. I think the acting was really good. Um, Loved seeing the whole buddy cop dynamic between Carol Danvers and Agent Fury and Nick Fury. That was so much fun. I'm going to pause you for a second because I hope that I'm not derailing what you're going to say. But I do have to take a moment to just point out how Brie Larson is like my favorite right now. Like I think <laughs> she did so well with that character because it, 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 Carol Danvers is one of those characters that has had so many versions of her. Yeah. Like, like literally she's been everything from the battered, you know, female interest to the cosmic binary with fire hair. Um, So, so she'd been everything. And I like the fact that they kind of took this, this kind of more modern take on her where Mm -hmm. I I know there's been, I've read a comic where she's with the, um, she's with black widow Mm -hmm. and, the two of them are like, well, I don't see why we don't just kill them. Yeah. And we can torture them first, right? Yeah. Totally can torture them first. Okay. So we're on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, she's, you know, she's willing to do what she needs to do. She's not afraid yeah. to get her, her hands dirty. And, and they, she gets that little cocky smile. Like Brie Larson does this little sideways smile. Yeah. When she's, when, when Carol Danvers is being mischievous, which yeah. is so dead on and perfect. 
it's like I have seen that character do that in the comics. Right. Yeah, it's it, it is. It's it's like a fine line, but I think she nails it. Yeah. Um, because that character has attitude. That character is not concerned with being liked. And no, that's not what all. makes the character so likable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so so the one gripe that I had, honestly, was I wish they hadn't showed us so much in the trailers because and I'm not talking about story wise, but I mean, and, and I could I don't know, from the trailers, you could kind of see that um, Jude Law was going to turn end up being like a, you know, a bad guy or whatever. Like, I don't know. I just felt that was telegraphed a little just and, and not for any fault of their own it's just it's just that kind of character archetype that we just see over and over again we're like oh yeah you know um but i'm, I'm talking about reason, oh go ahead for some reason i thought he was going to be marvell i had no idea that they were going to have marvell be a woman and i think that was a brilliant idea too yeah yeah you're right i did think he was going to be marvell but i just thought marvell was going to end up being you know a, a bad person um mm. but the thing that bummed me out the most was just her, the revelation of her powers in the trailers Mm-hmm. that was because that's such a like it's supposed to be such a visually like stunning moment where she goes like whatever they call it like super full supernova or something in 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 the in the film right because for the whole movie she's like struggling to like embrace her powers and really like let go and allow them to just be you know to for her to reach her potential Right. Because, mm-hmm. you know, she starts out being trained. No, you're supposed to, you know, you're supposed to hold it in. You're supposed to hold back, blah, blah, blah. So that moment at the end where she, I mean, she's supposed to be probably the most powerful character in the Marvel universe now, if not, you know, at least on par with Thor and with vision. Right. 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 So, so that, that whole kind of mo- coming out of her powers for her should have been, mind-blowing but we saw that in the trailer like we saw yeah. her light up with that white energy and we saw her hair go up and you know in, in that flame thing and i was just like and you know her destroy like she goes through all those ships like nothing like they're not even there that right. was all that was already all in the trailers yeah so i can see that, that i think i think because they did the i mean they really did make it an allegory for you know and again, I'm saying this from a white male perspective. Um, they did made it a, an allegory for what women have to go through, being held back, being told that there's a certain way you're supposed to act, being the and so the idea that they, I think that I didn't mind that so much because the whole thing was is you know she she went back and thought looked at all the different times she was told she couldn't do it, and that's and, universal. Yeah, you know, and so that, that yeah, and that that that's what that's what gave her the you know that's she realized she didn't need to listen to these people anymore yeah. she could do what she needed to do and on and some I level that, everybody goes through that yeah and i i think that that for me kind of over took any kind of disappointment that i would have had in having seen the visuals already yeah but again you're yeah. you're the guy who looks at the visuals a lot more than we do because of your that's true your background. <laughs> yeah that's true actually um yeah no i loved that aspect of the story and i thought it was brilliant for them for, for that, that moment um, where Jude Law's character is like, you know, fight me, prove it to me, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, fuck, I don't have anything to prove to you. Like, yeah. like, that's it. Like, no, like, it's not even, you know, like, I'm beyond that, that argument. That's And, and I do think it connects to exactly what you're talking about. Um, but again, you know, it, these 
these feelings are universal. And if you can't connect with that, with, you know, being told you can't or being told you're not worthy or being held back or whatever, because the character is a woman, then like you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, you know, like how, like, then you don't deserve these stories then like whatever, go, you know, play with your action figures. Um, <laughs> which, which don't include any female action figures. Yeah. Because, because that would we be don't fall. buy those. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, they, I mean, and this was a nice little setup, I think for Endgame. Mm-hmm. This was like a nice, like it, it gave you something different, but it was familiar. And oh man, we got to talk about the stinger because they went for it. Yes. Like they just went full. Like she's there. Full <laughs> Avengers. Yeah. They're yeah. Just, like I want to see if they're going to even, are they going to replay that moment in the movie? Like, right. right. Because okay. she's like, it, it is, it is like game on. She's an end game and she's not just like, Oh, she's going to show up at the end in Endgame. She's like, she's there in the planning stages. Yeah, when that camera pans to the side and she's standing there, people screamed in the audience. It was great. It was a great moment. And I'm like, you, I was wondering, are they going to replay that? Like, is that a scene straight out of Endgame? Yeah, I don't care at this point. I was just like, just give it to me. Three hours long. Are you kidding? Like, yes. <laughs> I, I said on our Slack channel, I was like, all right, so the rule is no soda. Pee beforehand. Oh, that's right. Like, eat, eat a lot of eat a lot of popcorn with salt on it. Like like you need to strategize to get through this movie without having to pee. Oh my god! We don't god. want bladder infections, people. That's that's like a wave of UTIs after Avengers Endgame because <laughs> it's three hours long and nobody everybody holds their pee. <laughs> like an epidemic of UTIs. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> But what it, like do you think what do you think the the consequences of this for Endgame are because obviously she's playing a big role in in Endgame. I think that I read an interesting take that kind of likened it to uh, Vision in Age of Ultron because some people okay. were concerned that when Vision was introduced that he would be so powerful because he's powered directly by a, a stone that mm-hmm. It would just like make the story almost like, uh, or make the make it anticlimactic, you know. But that wasn't the she case, though. The, yeah, she becomes the Dusek Smaki. Right, right. But that wasn't the case with Vision in Age of Ultron. Yes, he was very powerful, but it was just enough to tip the scales in the Avengers' favor. And I think, right. I, I think that's what it's going to be a similar take for her in in Endgame. It almost seems like she's going to help them get there. Mm-hmm. You know, she's going to help them get to the point where they can challenge Thanos again. And then it's kind of up in the air. Yeah. Now, now possible spoilers for Endgame because we, we haven't, we, we don't know anything, but we like to, we like to guess. Yeah. Um, and we do know some stuff. Um, I think when we talked about Infinity War, we talked about how I felt like there was one representative from each franchise there. Right. Left like that did not get snapped yes and um and they've come out with posters that have all the different characters and i think for the most part we we still have wong and i was pretty sure we were going to have him yeah um they're they're using um uh happy happy hogan oh right for iron man yeah for for, well no for for spider-man oh oh that's right that's right yeah um 
No, I think I think um, uh, what's her name? The his his love oh, interest. Uh, yeah, Pepper Potts. Yeah, Pepper. Um, I think that's that's your Iron Man person. Yeah, but there's like somebody from each. So, you know, we got Valkyrie from um, Thor. Oh man, like there's shit. one person from each franchise that that remains. You got Okoye from Black Panther. Yeah. So I think it's really cool that they they did that because you're going to still have that, but it's. You know, if it's an Avenger, you have the Avenger from the original Avengers. But if it's any of these side pieces, you have somebody who's, you know, a heart or soul of that franchise yeah. kind of in there. <laughs> I'm just laughing because side piece like refers to like, you know, like someone's mistress or like oh, yeah. extra marital. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, totally. Two, two separate words, side <laughs> piece. <Sorry>. Side piece. <laughs> <laughs> Although in some cases. <laughs> oh, I missed you, man. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Like it has been way, way, way too long. Yeah. But we're going to do it again on Sunday too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm game. Let's do yeah. It. Are we going to do Shazam? Oh, I haven't seen it. Let me know. I'll go see it. Um, I think it's this weekend. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm down to do that. I'll, I'll I'll see what I'll see what I could do. I'm 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 cashing in a lot of credits for my oh, husband geez. right now, yeah. so we'll see if Matt will let will will be into that because I can see this not being one of his movies. He doesn't like silly things, right? right. And this is going to be a silly movie. <laughs> I heard it's a crowd. Right, anything anything else we need to to talk about as far as Captain Marvel or Endgame? I'm I'm just honestly over the top excited for Endgame. I almost can't even put it into words. It's at this point, it's like, I, f- I feel like I spent so much energy and some like s- just so much talking and thinking about it that I'm like, Marvel did its job. Like I'm primed for this movie. I'm I, again, we, we, we approach movies in different ways. Every time I see myself kind of like glancing over, I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't get started. Cause yeah. you know, you won't come back from that. Yeah, oh, I'm <laughs> so done. focus on what you're doing now. I'm full. I'm supernova for sure. Awesome. All right. Any shout outs? Yeah, actually it's that time of year. I wanted to give my shout out this episode to um, all the students up there that have applied and been accepted to colleges and are getting ready to transition out of high school um, into, you know, the the next stage. Um, And not only for students that, you know, were lucky enough and fortunate enough to get accepted to their first choice, but students that have, you know, um, had to kind of change their plans, students that are going to uh, going the community college or junior college route. That's awesome as well. Um, I think I would have done it that way if I could do it all over again. Um, so really just for, you know, students that are, that are, have set their sights on college and are, you know, finding out where they got accepted and where they're going and what their plans are. Shout out to them because it's, this is a really cool time of year for those, for those uh, kids. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and for like when we had Marturia on the show, um, she's, she's gotten a little bit of a fan following. So I will just let you know that if there is a girl college out there, like an all women's college, she has, she has been accepted. <laughs> and, in many, and in many cases they are giving her a crap ton of money. Wow. So, um, she's a pretty awesome person. Like every, every day I'm like anymore. And she, she gets a smile on her face and like, here's the, <laughs> here's the updated list. That's cool. So, um, Good for her. so yeah, so she's definitely one of those people who is very excited about, about where they're going. So. What about you, Joe? I see. Uh, <laughs> I see you've you've narrowed it down. You're 
Yeah, I, I, I have to do a shout out to everyone who has been waiting patiently for us to get our acts together. Um, I, I do appreciate any time I go into the Slack and, and weigh in, um, you know, there will always be somebody like, Hey Joe, I'm glad you're, hope you're feeling better. Like you don't know how much it, it means to me. And I have been just like, like run by messaging in there because a, um, it's very hard to message long amounts of text with one hand. <laughs> um, so that that's been part of the trial. And then the other part of it is the, I've had so many appointments and so many other things to go that, you know, and, and healing does take a lot of energy out of you. Yeah. So I sometimes just don't have the energy to, to go in and, and read everything that's there. I try and like, if you really want me to see something like tag my name in it, because um, that's, that's what I'm, I'm looking for. And so I try and answer people when they do it, even if it's a day or two later, but I, I thank you guys for being patient with me because I'm, I'm, I, I miss everybody <laughs> and I, I do want to get back into the stream of things. It's just going to take me a while. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So I think timeline wise, this is episode 140. <laughs> You're going to get 139 from me the week after, which is me and Beige talking about what we don't have time to geek out for. So appropriate. <laughs> Um, and then hopefully we'll come back with a Shazam episode. We're getting pretty close to our end game episode. Oh my God. Um, I want to do a geekitude makes the DCU episode. Yeah, I now have wonder woman versus captain Marvel on here. What about so ideas do- for when Marvel does decide to do fantastic four and X-Men? Because I already have my fantastic forecast picked out. Okay. So we, we need to do a, a phase five, uh, Oh podcast? yes, yes, perfect. Because we're 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 finishing phase four right now, yeah. Yeah. Are we going into phase four? No. We're, oh, I think we are going into phase four. Okay, so we're looking for phase five. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what <laughs> phase five. Uh, Kristen Stewart with uh, as Rogue. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, folks. Uh, my my mouse is not cooperating so i can't scroll uh all the music in this episode is by ben sound is being used under creative commons license you can find more music by ben sound at bensound.com geektitude is a proud member of the geek to geek network check out other geek to geek shows such as the geek to geek podcast and tea time with katie and chelsea i also know rob has something coming out soon i don't know if it's out yet by the time this has gone up but keep your eyes out for that because rob's been rob's been scheming and, and and doing things. And we love it when he schemes and does things. Also check out our Twitch streamers, Capsule J and Troidal Power. Um, go check them out. They are wonderful. And make sure to join our Reddit community at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash geek to geek cast. We have our uh, weekly geekery thread up there. We also have uh, Capsule J has a weekly um, anime club posting so go check that out you can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on apple Podcasts, stitcher google play and most other podcasters out there please leave us a review and spread the word um if you'd like to contact me you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com you can also follow the show at twitter on twitter at geektitude or me personally at epic grace ray where can we find you as always you can find me um across various social media platforms as Ray Vargas three. That's Ray Vargas. And then the number three, uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
Uh, that's about it. I think I gave up on Tumblr by this point. Um, <laughs> uh, and my website is rayvargas3.com as well. Easy to remember. Awesome. All right, guys, we will be back. And thank you for being patient. We're, we're trying. We really are. We, we don't, <laughs> we did. We have not forgotten about you. Um, and as I, and I, and as I said, we have this list of things we want to get to. So this is, we are not pod, um, fading. That is not <laughs> happening. We are just kind of hiatusing while we heal and move and grad school. Yeah. All right. Until next time, guys, we'll, uh, make sure to keep it geek. Greetings, programs and applications. I'm Ben, and I am Keith, and we are the, the Two Gay, Gay Geeks. Geeks. We are the nerds behind TG Geeks webcast, where we talk about sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre. You name it, we talk about it. We release an episode every Monday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. You can find us on iTunes, Blueberry, Spreaker, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also, look us up on YouTube. And of course, we can be found at tggeeks.com, where you can find not only our webcast, but articles about other geeky goodness. So come along for the wildest ride in the potosphere. Did you just say potosphere? <laughs>